It's good to be in God's house tonight. Our text tonight, we're going to look at Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, a couple verses beginning with verse 16. Acts 16, 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothing. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Great things happen when we go to prayer. If you listen to the testimonies tonight, testimonies of victory, victories that took place as people went to prayer. Here in our text, Paul answered the call of God. He'd seen a vision to go to Macedonia. Now Paul and Silas were in, in Philippi. Verse 16 says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer. What was going on? Maybe they'd started to pray. Maybe they were on their way to a place of prayer. There was no synagogue in Philippi. It was just a colony. But the, traditionally, they, they would build small little structures to which they could go to and pray. And as you read in the previous verses, they'd been at the riverbank there praying with Lydia. Lydia was a worshiper of God. But Paul, coming the very first time, came and preached and said she paid attention to what he had to say. She believed and was baptized. The beginning of a, a small church there in Philippi. But it began with prayer. Immediately after that, we, we read where they went to prayer in our text tonight. And it says here that a young maiden approached and disturbed Paul for many days. Maybe she'd seen him pray. But somehow she began to follow him, and she followed him for many days. And look what she said. These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. She had a spirit of divination, it says. She was in the soothsaying. Casting spells, fortune-telling, these things, she was possessed by the devil. But it says Paul was grieved in his spirit. Why should he be grieved? After all, what he, she said was true. Paul didn't want the gospel or the precious name of Jesus to be promoted by demonic powers, I believe. He knew that God had said, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. He also knew that many times the unsaved didn't know the difference between whether she was soothsaying or whether it was the truth of the gospel. He was interested in the integrity of the gospel. He was interested in the purity of the gospel. So, so Paul responded very simply. He 
said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. So as the devil left her that very hour, the power of Satan was broken in an instant of time. And here again we see the power in the name of Jesus. The writer could have said, it happened when Paul called on the name of Jesus. It happened as we went to prayer. You see, when we go to prayer, great things can happen. But as we all know, other things can happen too. We can have distractions. Or at home, sometimes it never seems to fail that the telephone will ring while you're having a quiet time with God. You're studying His Word. Mother, sometimes you're trying to get away alone and the baby wakes up. Or the children come around. Sometimes you'll be in prayer and somebody will knock at the door. You'll be in prayer at school or praying over your food at work and somebody will come in and distract you. There can't be anything to be distracted from prayer. We're coming up on the last week. Many people are going to be heading home. Maybe you're thinking about what's facing you at home. Maybe on the job. Other situations. Listen, I'd encourage you, just shut yourself in here. Those things will still be there. doesn't matter to worry about them or think about those things. Think about the spiritual things of God that we can find here as we go to prayer. Satan comes to prayer meetings too. He knows the power of prayer. He wants to discourage it. And when God's about to bless, as we found out, many of us, Satan begins to fight. For instance, look at the many difficulties, or the challenges, I should say, that have arisen just for many of us to get to camp meeting this year. I know in our home church, many challenges. And I was constantly, it seemed like, encouraging people, that's okay. Put forth the effort. Stretch yourself. God will see you through. Even as we've been in camp meeting, we've seen challenges. The enemy is trying to fight. But I'm here to tell you that greater is he that's in us than in the world. And if we persist and continue in prayer, the enemy will be defeated. After this prayer meeting, what happened? We heard the first Sunday of camp. Paul and Silas were thrown into prison as a result of this. Why? The little maiden brought much gain, the Bible tells us, for her masters. But what would they do? Did they go in there and feel sorry for themselves? No. They began to do what? Pray. They began to pray and praise God. What happened? The earthquake happened. They were delivered. They could have said, as we went to prayer, the earthquake happened. As we went to prayer, we obtained victory. You see... Great things happen when we go to prayer. I thought about one of the most powerful prayer meetings in the history of the church on the day of Pentecost. When 120 humbled themselves and prayed, God heard from heaven and the Holy Spirit felt, fell. Every one of those 120 could have said, it happened at prayer. I learned to wait upon the Lord. Or it happened at prayer that I made a deeper commitment. 
that prayer that I was changed in the presence of Almighty God. It happened at prayer that I surrendered my all. That I said, Thy will be done. Mary, the mother of Jesus, could have said as we went to prayer, there was such great unity. Philip might have added, while we were in prayer, there was a sound from heaven. As a mighty rushing wind. Thomas could have added and said, and we were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And there was no doubt about it. Peter might have said, we were at prayer. I felt a burning in the depths of my soul. As I was felt, as I was filled, I felt a holy boldness like I never felt before. And I just had to tell someone about the greatness of God. How did all this come about? Because 120 humbly went to prayer and waited on the Lord. I truly believe they weren't just praying for an experience. We call it the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They didn't know what it was. They just know that Jesus had told them to go tarry in Jerusalem till they'd be endued with power from on high. And he said they'd be baptized with the Holy Ghost. But they were in prayer. What were they praying for? I believe they were praying for that closer walk with God. They felt the need for more power in their lives. They knew power would only come one way, and that was by going to prayer. The bottom line, they're in prayer waiting. Not waiting to pray, but waiting on God in faith, believing to answer as they pray. You know, the call of God often comes while we're at prayer. Maybe we're consecrating. Maybe we're praying for God's will for our lives. Surrendering our lives as that living sacrifice, as we've heard this camp. As we pray and begin to consecrate deeper, you'll feel God comes alongside. He comes alongside, and He witnesses with your heart. He witnesses with your soul. That, dear, this is call that I need you to fulfill. He puts a burden on our heart. And I can tell you, there's no doubt about it either. There's no doubt about it. But God is looking for those who will make up the hedge and stand in the gap. He's standing, looking for those who will have a willing heart that will say, here I am, Lord, send me. You see, when God calls, he enables Satan will tell you what you can't do, but God says, just trust me. Just prove me and see what I will do for you. Oh, what a privilege it is to enter into the presence of an almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth, to be able to speak directly to him one-on-one, -on -one, to make our petitions known. You see, we come humbly. We don't come demanding from God. As we've heard, God demands from us. But we come to God and say, Thy will be done. I've heard so many times people pray, Give me, give me, give me. And I cringe. It's not ours to demand. It's ours to say, Thy will be done, Lord. 
a spirit of humility and expectation. There was no time limit. There's no record that anyone left. They didn't know it was going to take 10 days. But I can tell you, as we know, at the end of those 10 days, look what Acts 2 says. There came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Church, there's power in prayer. But we must go to prayer to get the power. I wonder how about us? How many times do we get up for prayer before we receive the answer? We get so close, so close, and then we leave. We need to continue in prayer until the answer is received. I wonder, are you willing to wait for that answer tonight? If so, you can receive the victory. As I was meditating on this this afternoon, God took me back. Thank God. I've been privileged to be in many prayer services, even around these altars at home, where it was as if you could feel, you could hear that rush of that mighty wind coming from heaven, and the Holy Spirit would fall, and the waves of glory would just go from one end to the other and back. But how did it happen? It happened by people humbly coming for God, hungry for more of God. They wanted to receive. They weren't demanding. They were asking, Thy will be done. Lord, draw me closer to you. Hungry souls waiting on God for the answer. Humbled in His presence. And the answer came. Tonight could be one of those nights. Great things can happen. As we go to prayer, victories can be won. But I ask, what are you expecting from the Lord? I challenge my congregation at home all the time. What are you expecting from the Lord as you enter into this service tonight? But I also wonder, are we in a place in our spiritual life where God can answer prayer? We must be there. Lord, search me out. Try my heart. Is there anything that keeps you from answering the prayer of my heart? Is there anything that keeps me from drawing closer to you? Help me to take care of that. Maybe you need to be saved here tonight. I challenge you. Trust God. Trust God. Maybe you've prayed before and it seems like you couldn't get through. I challenge you, come once again. Just lay your all out on the altar. Humbly come before him. Enter into his presence. Shut everything out. And get honest with God. See what he will do. Just like that little maid, the power of sin can be broken in a moment of time. And you can say, it happens. I went to prayer. God met me. And he saved me. Maybe you need your deeper experiences tonight. Sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I challenge you, seek that closer walk. Seek that consecrated walk. Maybe you need that healing. Maybe you're discouraged or troubled. Give it to Jesus. Just let him take care of it. Great things happen when we go to 
step out tonight. I think about how many testimonies I've heard of people just walking right down the aisles. They didn't even make the altar, and they obtained the victory. Can that be you tonight? I challenge you to step out. I believe there are hungry souls here tonight. We're going to have a time of prayer. A time of prayer when we can meet with God. One-on-one. We can surrender our lives to Him. Will you do that tonight? Our song of invitation is 182. Let's come out and pray.